Hello, thank you for joining us on the third episode of the Hurstboard podcast, where today we are joined by the other half of the Irish Wolfpack. Claire Mooney, Kate Nurse, Sinead Denny and Greta Stramikita are our guests as we discuss several topics, including staying in sport, overcoming injuries and training on your menstrual cycle. Enjoy. We basically see a lot of young girls drop out of sport at, at 13 or 14. What kept you in sport through school, through college and, and t- today? I suppose um, I went to an all-girls school, which I think probably helped because they were quite into sport. Um, you know, we had hockey, uh, basketball, uh, GAA, and lots of different sports as well. And it was kind of encouraged to participate. And then with athletics, I started at 12. And I suppose going to an all-girls school, you know, I was kind of liked athletics because you got to meet boys and, you know, that kind of stuff as well. And I met a lot of friends in my club. And a lot of them did give up at around 15. But what kept me going was the friends that I'd met in other counties uh, through going on Irish teams. And even we have like Leinster training days. So I got to meet people and become friends with them. So that kept me going, even though I was one of the only people my age in my club at the time. Um, So I think the friendships that you make keep, have kept me into it um, more than anything else, I suppose. Like, I would have had around six other girls in my age in my club and then they all kind of dropped out you know around within a year or two of each other um and I I don't know why I think maybe with junior cert and then going on to leaving cert they kind of had to cut back on extracurricular activities um and yeah it was it's unfortunate that they did and then once one person drops out it kind of encourages another person to I feel because there's less of a group um so there's less of an incentive to go to training and I suppose I was lucky that I had the Leinster training groups and that I was making Irish teams so I still had friends and some of them maybe wouldn't have reached that level so I think that that was a big factor in it yeah I think enjoyment of it is probably the main reason for sticking to it really um obviously it can get a bit monotonous and stuff but like once you're enjoying it it's easier to stay at it and the same with Claire like when I was younger my age group seemed to be the biggest age group of like we had at like Dublin championships and Leinster championships we always had the most heats and then in secondary school it just kind of dwindled off people just kept quitting and leaving and stuff so so obviously team sports as well kind of take from us as well because we are so individual um, yeah. like obviously there's teams and relays and stuff but you kind of have to you're out for it yourself whatever mileage you do whatever training you do it's it shows when you don't race well so I think you can't, you're kind of a little bit sheltered in team sports as well um, and obviously you've got a team around you so you've got a group of girls or um, a little bit more crack like like in my club, I would have had a, a big group of us. Um, I still talk to them, but they don't run anymore. But there used to be a massive group. There was girls old, a year older, my age, and then a year younger. And we used to all train together. And then once junior cert, basically, yeah, junior cert came around, kind of, they had to, their parents had to, or made them kind of stop 
a lot of sports and stuff to concentrate on studies. So, and then they don't really come back when they have that bit more time and stuff. I think it's just, um, yeah, I think they just realize that there's a, like, you have more time to see friends and stuff. But I think once you're enjoying it, you kind of stick at it a bit better. I just found like with people, like I kind of only got into running in secondary school and then the people that were running kind of brought me into the sport and then I found I was the last one left in it kind of and they all just kind of dropped off um but I suppose I'm still kind of go I've only just started college so I'm still kind of going through the phase of you know like there's the distractions and I'm still like trying to get through that phase if you get me like for me um yeah because it was interesting for me to listen what the girls have to say because my 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 story when I started athletics probably would be similar to Kate's because I started quite late I started when I was 17 so basically the years when the leaving started well leaving started kind of started and for me it was something new for me for me it was a bit different because because I came to Ireland so for me it was like very good point that Claire made meeting new people and then uh, you kind of get like I enjoyed it. Like I I enjoyed, I enjoyed when I started um, going to training with the chronic harriers. I enjoyed the training. I enjoyed meeting new people. So for me, it was never um, a dilemma: will I go to training or will I not? And then you know you know to meet your people and you talk with coaches. There then there are certain goals. So for me, it was for me. I probably Rio was the goal so I I always have that goal um so I never from my experience I never had those doubts um in terms of keep staying in sport or not but I understand why other girls would have it um and you were talking about you know leaving surge or junior surge you know that girls will drop would drop out and I think it is important like we already mentioned the in terms of um enjoying it but it's at the same time addressing it that you know it's it's it you need to stay active and even like as through the studies i know the teachers are constantly saying you need to learn this and you need to learn that but there's so much uh positives that comes with you know me going to the club even for an hour and like you know good going for a run or like doing a small exercise um so i think that is i think would would change bits a bit and if that would be more introduced into into schools and importance of staying healthy and fit um that's what i think how have you guys found like training during COVID and, and managing that and, and staying motivated? I suppose like I see the exercise as the best part of the day. So it's something to kind of structure your day around. Um, and like, I'm lucky that I'm a middle distance athlete. So my training hasn't really been affected. I just need shoes and somewhere to run like grass if possible. I have a hill that I live near as well. So and I bought like a couple of weights for my gym at home. So it hasn't really changed too much. Um, and then it is difficult training by yourself, but I feel like I'm quite used to that at this point. Um, being in my, you know, my age and stuff, I do would have had spent a lot of time training alone. So it's not too difficult. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose even if there's no races this year, there will be next year. So you can't take off too much time and expect to compete well when everything starts up again. Uh, so that's how I keep motivated, um, you know, at the moment and just enjoying exercising. And I still feel like I'm improving and I suppose having short-term goals is very important. So 
that you're not just thinking the long term because you don't know when there's going to be competitions, but thinking about what I can do to improve, you know, this week or next week. And that I find that very motivating. And there are things you can do, you know, even if it's a PB in your gym work or, um, you know, doing your longest mileage ever or um, feeling really good in a session. There are things you can improve on all the time. Uh, so that's how I focused on it. Have you found that your goals have had to adjust with everything kind of changing a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I just kind of shorten, like have short term goals. Um, and then the long term ones, like I'm not sure when everything will start again. But um, for me, I think like it's nearly good because I have more time to get back to where I was and improve as well. And I'm, I have um, a new coach now, so we're working on um you know increasing my mileage a bit so it's actually like i'm able to do that now i wouldn't have been able to do that if, if we had started competing in may for example um so i feel like very fit and fitter than i've ever been so I'm, i think that you can take positives from anything really if you look for what you can take from it um and just yeah keeping short-term goals if you think too far ahead you can get like kind of gosh like what will i be racing again so you know it's better not to do that I think. It's been tough for me because I'm currently like dealing with an injury so um I've been not running that much I'm kind of I'm back running a little bit now but um it's been good and bad and good in the way that now I've more time to try get healthy again and the way that the season's pushed back will probably suit me but um because I couldn't run in lockdown it's kind of like a runner's worst nightmare nearly but um when it all kind of started to kick off, my coach gave me like one of his bikes and, you know, like a turbo that you can put the bike in. So um, it's kind of given me an opportunity to try like other forms of exercise. So I've been going crazy on that bike and just doing stuff. Um, and yeah, and then now that I am back running a bit more, um, like I'm only jogging, but it kind of, um, it's definitely something to look forward to, like Claire said. And yeah, even just the bike, like I actually enjoy it. And I never would have tried that before um, if I hadn't been injured and lockdown hadn't really happened. So yeah, it's been good and bad. Has anybody else experienced injuries and how have you kind of dealt with them? Because obviously these, um, you know, learning to, to trust your body and kind of getting that self-belief back. What has it been like? Yeah, I was injured. I had two kind of kind of big injuries um one when I was 17 so it was like fifth year school and then one in 2018 there um it is tough because obviously you're looking at all your competitors training away fine and you're not able to do anything running wise um I was the same like cross training so I'd be in the pool aqua jogging and stuff um and then on and, uh, the assault bikes and stuff as well, and then rehab in gym in the gym. But you kind of just have to think of the the good parts in athletics. So making major teams and running really good times, and just think of how good those feelings are, even though you're in a really crap place. Just kind of push pushing through and trying to get healthy again. Um, that's probably what motivated me just trying to get on Irish teams again. So. Have you noticed many people kind of experience an injury and you know struggle to make it back? Um, it's probably like I think I think athletes are quite strong mentally. Um, we like our training sessions are so hard mentally. You have to be strong to get through them. 
I think it's more your body is given up more. So like a lot of people that I know that have stopped due to injury is because they've tried to come back. They've got back to running, but then it just kind of flares up again. And it's just their body is kind of stopping them from progressing there. But they probably mentally want to be back running. I had one in 2017 and it was a stress fracture. Um, for me, it was... I, the one thing that I had the world championships and had like got stress fracture in February and there was um, uh, a world championships in July and my my was like how am I gonna run again like if I if I like will I be able to actually be selected and go uh, but so for me I think it was the biggest learning is that you can stay fit because that was my first injury and as an athlete you worry like can you and I wanted to make the team. So how can I stay healthy? How I can heal and and um, and still stay fit or progress even somewhere possible? So for me, it was the big questions uh, that I before getting getting a stress fracture, I I, I didn't know the answers to. Uh, but then after the stress fracture, um, you learn you learn that there's things that you can do um, to stay fit. Uh, to be able to do things, you know, to look, learn bits like nutrition that you probably, you know, that probably would uh, uh, make you to get back from the injury quicker and all those bits and pieces. So I think like injuries are tough on, on athletes, but at the same time, you do learn a lot from it. So that was my experience. And I feel like I did after stress factor. Did, a lot, did learn a lot. Did you find, like, with it being your first injury, did you find that you had any doubt um, in in getting back? Or were you positive all the time? Well, I tried to be positive. I don't know how, how probably it looked. It was very good um, because I had the structure. So every day I knew what I'm doing. And I, and, and I suppose the world championship was my goal. I wanted to make the team. So I kind of, like, I said to myself, like, brother, this is, what, this is what you have to do and I had the routine set up you know the pool the bike um, I suppose you know all these things and you just you just you get up every day and you do it over and over and over again and then one day then you're told that no you can start jogging and then yourself start jogging and then you go okay now we can do sessions on the grass and like bit by bit you kind of just moving forward so I think for me that was um the bit that kind of kept me going I think it definitely helps as well if you have a good team behind you like if your coach is constantly kind of looking out for you and making sure that he like they him or her will get you back gradually instead of getting you back fit straight away so I think having a good team kind of strength and conditioning team and a coach behind you definitely helps getting back and keeps you motivated because you kind of have someone there Obviously, like you've all been in, in sport for quite some time at this stage and, you know, have experienced highs and lows. Um, has there been any big moments of doubt or have you always had, you know, confidence throughout your careers? Um, have you experienced times where you've kind of thought, you know, maybe this isn't what I want to do right now? Or, um, you know, how have you stayed motivated to this point? Well, I've had, yeah, a couple, I suppose. Um one that sticks out is when I was in college in America. So I went over there and 
the the level of competition is just so high that I felt that I wasn't, you know, at that level. I was running 400s at the time. Um, and like I went in and I was like, you know, not the best in the team by any means. Um, when I go to competitions, like I was not making it out of heats into finals at like Big East, for example, that was the conference I was in. And it was tough. Um, I just didn't think that I had it at that point. Um, even though like I hadn't trained that hard when I was in Ireland and it was me getting used to that level of training that I'd never done before. I used to run on grass even. I wouldn't train on track. Um, you know, and like I wouldn't have done anything like those sessions. So the body has to adapt, especially at that age. I was still, you know, when you go through kind of a change in your body as a woman, I feel like, and you sometimes gain some weight, which I did. And that's normal. That's natural. That happens. And um, I wasn't very strong either. So like I just... I wasn't really like, you know, doing well, but I still enjoyed it. And I was on a team. So that was what we did. It was nearly like a job. You'd go to training, you'd go to class and, you'd, and I just kept going. But I suppose I wasn't confident when I'd go to the races. Um, and that was like maybe two, three years. And then my th well, the third year I did improve. And that was because I got used to the training. I, my body became more athletic again. Um, and I suddenly got stronger and faster. Um, and then the next year I got glandular fever, so I couldn't run at all. So I had to, the coaches are like, you can't train or anything. So I had to take a complete year off pretty much because, you know, it's not an injury, it's a virus. So you can't really keep it. So, you know, cause you don't have any energy at all. And I remember the team that year was doing really, really well. And the, in my event, 400, the girls started running, you know, 53s, which they hadn't been doing up to that point. And I was just on the sidelines, you know, watching them compete, but not actually being able to train even. Um, and I would go to all the events to, to cheer them on, but I felt more like a spectator as opposed to competing. Um, and I didn't know that I'd be able to get back because someone at the time told me that a couple of people don't make it back after having gondola fever because they don't get back to where they used to be. Uh, so that was hard. And I remember I tried to run that summer um, in a couple of races, but I couldn't break 57 seconds. And the previous year I'd ran 54, but I just couldn't, I think I broke it once, but my body was just so weak um, and I just couldn't do it. And I, that was quite difficult because I didn't know if I'd be able to ever get back to where I was. Um, but then I, I did take time off and I've always been interested in other things besides running. So I think that's what's kept me in the sport. I've always been into school um, and, you know, like I've been very into that kind of stuff and other interests as well. So it's never been my number one thing in my life. Um, so I think that that's been good for me. So, you know, you don't like your whole identity isn't as an athlete and you don't become really stressed when things go wrong. And I was able to get back, like, because I took complete rest. And the next year, I ended up running a PB at 53.1 after not being able to break 57 pretty much the previous year because my body had just gotten back to where it was. Um, but that was difficult, especially when everyone else in the team was doing well. I didn't know if I'd be able to ever get back to that level. Um, so that would probably be my biggest struggle in the sport so far. I never had um, an issue of, you know, doubts of sport, but... I just would like to add and say that I think it is important for an athlete just to have something there with athletics. Um, you know, 
it, it would be a part-time job or some other things that you're interested in because I think it just I know everybody's different but I feel like in that way it just gives you that a bit of a sometimes space that we sometimes need to kind of get our thoughts together around sport because sometimes it can be too much if you're constantly thinking about one thing just running 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 so I think that it's, it's good to have something with athletics it could be some a hobby or some sort of you know if you're a full-time athlete it could be a small hobby or something different to have it with with it that that's my thoughts on it one thing that we're trying to talk about um, is menstrual cycle. So obviously it's something that uh, female athletes have to deal with. Do you guys remember the first time that you got your period? And how did you manage it? How did you feel in trying to manage training at that time? What was the whole experience like? I don't think I've ever noticed um, a good or bad part of it. Um, I think as girls, we kind of just take it and accept it and we like, yeah, we, everybody has it and you have to get through it. But I don't particularly remember any time of struggling through it. Um, and then even at races and stuff, I don't remember, I, nothing really stands out of being not running well when I am on the period or anything. So I, I haven't really noticed much of a difference. Yeah, for me, for races, I haven't noticed it because I think you're just so focused on the day, but definitely for training. Um, like I get quite bad PMS sometimes, the cramps and the likes. Um, so I would definitely affect my training and I'd be quite tired. And I think you just have to be easier on your body at that time and realize you don't have to push yourself as hard. Um, and like I would, I'd feel the session more as well. And anytime struggling, no, I don't think so. But I think at one time I was I was doing my master's in America and I've got very, very stressed and I did end up missing a cycle for like two months, I think. Um, but not, it wasn't running related. It was just simply being very stressed. And I think, yeah, that's something to be aware of, not to be, um, you know, how the body is so related to the mind as well. And um you know how everything needs to be in sync for everything to work properly I suppose and that really kind of woke me up to the fact that you know stress is so bad that you have to be kind of focused you know on relaxing and um, because it really does affect your body as well. Take it back to when you would when you would have experienced your first period so do you remember how you felt when you initially got it and obviously there's adjustments that have to be made when you're when you're going training does anyone kind of remember that experience? Were you scared or did you have somebody to talk to? Or there's a lot of people experience kind of nervousness or, um, you know, worrying that, you know, something's not going to go right and then suddenly the whole team is going to know that they have their period and, and, and that type of thing. I suppose it's difficult, especially as an athlete, you kind of, um, a lot of the time, right, it's your dad that's bringing you to training and races and everything so I don't know if that would be a, an issue maybe um it's kind of an embarrassing thing to um to say that it's happening to you I think um but yeah I, you know I don't remember I think it's uh, the first time yeah I don't know I don't think I was really into running at the time to be honest like I think um you know it is embarrassing but you know everyone you know, like half of the people out there, especially in running, have experienced it. So I think that that's something to keep in mind. And even I've experienced it at races, like I've come across people who have been going through their cycle and they have to ask someone, you know, or talk to you about someone. And I feel like people at races are very understanding and 
you know, it's not to be embarrassed about it because people obviously go through it themselves and, um, you know, it's, it's natural, it's a normal thing um, and no one's going to know, you know, so don't be afraid of that. You know, with a lot of people dropping out of sport at 12 or 13, um, that's kind of typically around the age that people are, are, are getting their period for the first time. And I guess what we're trying to do is, you know, start the conversation and, you know, show people that, like girls of this age, that, you know, you can continue doing sport. And like you're saying, like 50% of the world either has it or is going to have it or experience it at some point. So um, it is a totally normal thing. And, and for you know, young girls to not be intimidated by the fact that um, if they get their period, you know, either if you can speak to a parent or a coach or, you know, a friend that they can just either uh, ask for, for advice or um, just kind of see that there's ways of still staying in sport without, you know, feeling like you can't continue. And something that's kind of, I guess, coming onto the radar a bit more now is adjusting training in relation to your cycle. So I know you've kind of mentioned it hasn't really affected you know, racing. Um, have you adjusted your training or, or looked at it with, with coaches um, to see at what points in your cycle you should be doing a certain thing? Or you know, how uh, in-depth is that, is that coming um, at coaching at the, to- at the moment? I've seen enough about that, but I haven't, I've only come across that in the past year or two. So I personally didn't look into it too much. I think... Um, maybe that's kind of something new that's coming on board, which I think is quite good. Um, I personally, uh, I don't think that, you know, that you need to kind of focus on it too much because I think you can still perform well, even when you're going through your cycle. And I, I think it's important not to become too, perhaps, you know, caught up with it because then you might be not doing everything you can actually do because it becomes more of a mental thing then personally I think so you know if you're getting pain or you feel very tired then that's just listening to your body which we do anyway and maybe backing off a little bit but I don't necessarily think it's you have to really get caught up with it too much because then you know you might not be training as hard as you can and I don't think it's a debilitating factor I think you can still perform really, really well. I've had races where I've performed personal bests, even though I'm, you know, experiencing them at the time. So I don't think it's something that can, that takes away from performance, but maybe just if you're feeling tired, you know, to be understanding of your body and saying, well, no, that's not because I'm not in good shape. It's because, you know, this is happening. So it's normal. I think if someone is to have, obviously people get bad cramps and, experience bad feelings and stuff at the time I think if that is what happens to you generally I think it's something to look at like definitely taper have your taper week that week so work off three week block of hard and then the week of your period just kind of have an easy week not as hard sessions and stuff but I think like it is hard obviously everybody's different and everybody has a different um but if it's something that people are finding it's affecting them, I think it's definitely something that they should alter their training around. Um, there is an athlete in the UK, I think Jasmine Sawyers was talking about it, the long jumper. She was saying about um, the whole stigma about it and that like she may not compete if there is a competition the week 
that she has her period she may not compete at it if it's not a major championship because she just experiences surreal pains so um like everybody's different and everybody feels it differently i i was living with a girl though who used to um they'd get very bad pain and they used to have to throw up after racing um during their menstrual cycle so I mean, obviously, I never experienced anything like that. So as you said, everyone is different. And I think it is a lot of talks about it. There's now different apps um, and, you know, a lot of like different articles uh, that do talk about cycles and different timings when you need to do your strength work, when you need to do your endurance work. Um, then I think they're starting to talk about a lot of nutrition and reminding what would be better for you to mm-hmm. eat in order to you because that's what we forget we're talking about training and how important to go through training but you need to fuel yourself to be able to do that so there's still i think a lot of things that need to go into detail with that with the food with the recovery um and i think all of those aspects but i i personally definitely see a lot of um uh articles and and people talking about it um in terms of you know the cycle and and how to be as productive <laughs> we can call it yeah. in your training um so yeah do you guys feel like i know obviously you're a little bit older now but have an open relationship with coaches in being able to discuss if you don't feel well or you know adjusting your training slightly is that a conversation you can have or have you only found it a bit more a bit easier to talk about since you've kind of just gotten a bit older do you know well I had a woman coach when I was young so I think that helped so until I was um 19 and then in in, when I went to America I had two women coaches so I've only had male coaches since I moved home um and yeah at this day at this age I suppose you know I know myself anyway and I feel like they are open uh they have you know I could say it to them but I suppose I just know my own body so well now that I would kind of um, nearly just say how I feel and they would accept that and, you know, alter the training. Uh, but it definitely it helped having a female coach, I think, when I was young um, because, you know, she was a woman and I felt, e- I felt it was easier to talk to her about. Yeah, a lot of our coaches, I think all of us are coached by males. So um, it probably would be a bit more awkward, but I don't think it, it like... I, if I was having problems, I wouldn't have an issue saying it. Um, but like the others, I don't really have like issues with it. And I know how to manage it myself. But um, definitely, I feel I would be comfortable speaking about it, um, even though it might be initially a bit awkward. I think coaches have to understand as well. Obviously, if they're going to be training yeah. female athletes, they need to kind of be aware that things can happen and they might get into awkward conversations. But it's what you get for training. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to um, you know girls that have you know just gotten their first period or they're they think it's coming soon and they're a bit nervous about you know staying in sport and, and learning how to deal with it? What would your advice be? I think just listen to your body. Um, so if you're feeling a bit more tired the week of it or the week after, just don't push as hard and even like say it to your coach to say i'm not feeling great uh, they're going to understand they're not going to push you through if they really care about you performing well they're not going to push you through if you're not comfortable so 
yeah, like obviously there are so many top class female athletes and they still get their period as well. So they just have to think of that, that everybody's going through it, but just listen to your body and um, just be aware that your body's going to change and you just kind of need to kind of ease yourself into it. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know your body better than anyone else and a good coach will let you lead. You know, if you are feeling tired or you can't do the next rep or that, a good coach isn't going to force you to do it because it says it on paper. They're going to let your body decide. And I think another thing is I, um, you know, there's been articles like around about women missing their period because they're under body weight or that from training so hard and that's just not natural and or normal and it's really bad. So I think that that's another important point uh, that it's, it's something that's a sign of health as well. And to keep, you know, to be aware of that too. Yeah, I would definitely agree with the girls and say that, you know, there's no need to be nervous and that we all go through it. Um, it's just a part of, it's just the nature, just how it is. And we all went to those, um, uh, you know, experiences and um, just, yes, basically listen to your body and don't be afraid to say to your coach, um, because I feel like the more girls will be comfortable talking about it, there will be more, we will be more open talking about it because even now we're starting, starting open, talking about it, you know, with the um, male coaches, but there's like, I, I have no problem talking about it, but I feel there is still there and I, and it's great to hear that we are, we're opening and we're talking about male coaches having more knowledge and being open about it. But, it's your coaches to you trust your coach to give you the training and, and preparing you to be as best as you can be. So you shouldn't be worrying about telling him that maybe I feel tired or because I'm on my peer because it's your body. You're working with your body and, and uh, you shouldn't be feeling in any way embarrassed and be open about it. That's what I would suggest. That's good. Kate, what do you think? I think it is quite, I remember being quite like scared and you're not really sure what's going on and it's quite a regular, well I found myself it's quite a regular at the start and it can just like spring up on you and you don't really um, like unexpectedly so I guess yeah just I suppose parents talking to them maybe just warning them and especially um, what Claire was saying how it's a healthy thing and um, I suppose for you to know that if you're not getting it, it's not healthy. And um, yeah, I think that's really important, but it definitely is a scary and kind of um, daunting time when you're 13 or whatever age you are. Um, and that's normal. I think it is like just what we're saying, it's, it, it can be scary for younger girls and uh, hopefully, you know, female and male coaches will be able to discuss it with their athletes. And, um, you know, it's literally like half the world gets it. So it, it shouldn't be something that people are, are afraid of talking about. So um, yeah, it's just something that we're trying to open the door, I guess, for younger athletes to, to feel that they can have the conversation. Um, we've had a few people talk about like GAA and white shorts and just being like so scared of yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, we're going to try and talk to people from a range of different sports and, uh, you know, just share experiences and advice, you know, and, like what you guys are saying is like you you will help younger girls like whether you kind of realize it or not to kind of say okay well they could do it so I'll be able to do it as well and you know they managed to get to where they are so um 
really uh, appreciated like the support that um, you guys are giving us. So hopefully we'll start to see some some changes and um, yeah, progression in women's sport at the moment. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for very much. I love your and everything. I yeah. think it's a great idea. No see you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.